You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by Pastor Dan Stahlbaum. So I tell you what, we've got we've got a 30, 20, 26 chapter or 26 verses. I was gonna say 26 chapters. That's gonna take us a week. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna read through 13 then. Let's just split it right in half. All right. That uh, work for you? Yep, I got NLT. I got new King James. I know that's surprising. <laughs> <laughs> for those of you that are new around here, I always read New King James. Yep. But for those of you who are not new, it is probably not not surprising. Anyway, let's get into it. Um, um, yeah, I'm going to read John go. 17. Here we go. Pastor Dan, I say to you, read, sir. Jesus spoke these words, lifted up his eyes to heaven, and said, Father, the hour has come. Glorify your Son, that your Son also may glorify you. As you have given him authority over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as you have given him. And this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. I have glorified you on the earth. I have finished the work which you have given me to do. And now, O Father, glorify me together with yourself, with the glory which I had with you before the world was. I have manifested your name to the men whom you have given me out of the world. They were yours. You gave them to me, and they have kept your word. Now they have known that all things which you have given me are from you. For I have given to them the words which you have given me, and they have received them, and have known surely that I came forth from you, and they have believed that you sent me. I pray for them. I do not pray for the world, but I pray for those whom you have given me, for they are yours, and all mine are yours, and yours are mine, and I am glorified in them. Now, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world, and I come to you, Holy Father. Keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are. While I was with them in the world, I kept them in your name." Those whom you gave me I have kept, and none of them is lost except the son of perdition, that the scripture might be fulfilled. But now I come to you, and these things I speak in the world, that they may have my joy fulfilled in themselves. I have given them your word, and the world hates them because you do not because they do not belong to the world, just as I do not belong to the world. I am not asking you to take them out of the world but to keep them safe from the evil one. They do not belong to this world any more than I do. Make them holy by your truth. Teach them your word, which is truth. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they may be made holy by your truth. I am praying not only for these disciples, but also for all who ever will believe in me through their message. I pray that they will all be one, just as you and I are one, as you are in me, Father, and I am in you. And may they be in us so that the world will believe you sent me. I have given them the glory you have gave me, so they may be one as we are one. I am in them and you are in me. May they experience such perfect unity that the world will know that you sent me and that you love them as you love me. 
that you love them as much as you love me. That was important. I want to miss that word there. Gotcha. <laughs> Father, I want these whom you have given me to be with me where I am. Then they can see all the glory you gave me because you loved me even before the world began. Oh, righteous Father, the world doesn't know you, but I do. And these disciples know you sent me. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. Then your love for me will be in them, and I will be in them. Amen. Yeah, a little trouble knowing where it was going to end. Same here. I was like, I was following you verbatim this yeah. time right now, and I was like, wow. I was like, okay. Yeah. Some of it's very similar. Some of it was a little bit different. They just re- reorder the sentences, yeah. which is what throws you off. And uh, I didn't have son of perdition. Like uh, when you have that too, and that wasn't in there. Yeah, huh? how did it read in that? In that, that's verse twelve. Uh, I, I remember laughing about last night when it was uh, like, uh, and he's like, oh, these guys I love, uh, except that guy. Uh, yeah. Like, um, I mean, where is it? I hear verse twelve. First off, during my time here, I protected them. The power of the name you gave me, I guarded them so that so that not one was lost, except the one headed for destruction. Ah, uh, okay. That's the scripture foretold. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. And so you know, I, I. That answers a question. It's not a, not a real important point, I don't think, for me, was for Judas. But I think people have asked that question before. Did Judas go to heaven? You know, was he, you know, was he forgiven because he—I've uh, got air quotes around this—repented. He went back to the priests and threw the money back to them and all of those things he did that way. Well, no. It says here he was lost. Um, right. They lost the son of perdition. He also, you know, committed suicide. He you don't you know, repent to the world, though. No, you repent. To God. That's a very good point. Like, but you know. I've had people ask me right, that. Right, but that's a that very good point. Yeah. It, yeah, you don't go to a priest. Whoops! Well, now we're going to get in trouble. Mm. Uh, and and repent. You actually do that between you and God. And I love what First John one nine says about this. And this blew my mind when I came across it. First John one nine. And I'm going to paraphrase, but it says, "Confess your sins unto Him, and He is faithful to forgive you." Or he's just to forgive you and faithful to cleanse you of all unrighteousness. So that's a very clear picture there of if you're in a situation where you feel like and you know that you've sinned, well, God's saying go to him. He's going to forgive you, but then he's going to take it a step far forward. Give him your heart, and he's going to cleanse you of that desire for that unrighteousness. That's cool. It's like, you know, you that's know. A, that goes with some of, one of the things I saw here as I was reading this. I'm thinking Jesus is praying for these guys, and he's, he's, he's talking very highly of them. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he says they've kept your word. Uh, they they have known that all things you have given me are from you uh, and have known surely that I came forth from you and glorify them that they may be one, all the things he prays for them. And then I thought for a minute, well, these guys weren't sinless Mm-mm. when they were doing their thing. They were fighting. They were bickering. They were trying to figure out who the boss was. I'm better than you. You know, I'm going to sit at his right hand. I believe Jesus used the expression several times, oh, ye of little faith. Yeah, and, you know, anything that's not a faith is sin. You go right down the line. These guys weren't perfect, but that's not what God's looking for oh, is come perfection. On. Come on. Jesus is our perfection. And so that encouraged me because, of course, I don't I do not do everything perfectly, and I'm not, I'm not perfect, and I'm a disciple come on. of Jesus. And so I took this prayer personally. That Jesus was praying it for me. I, I want to bring up one little thing. Uh, verse 18, 18 jumped out to me from the uh, New Living. And I'd like you to read verse 18 again. 
Absolutely. Just as you sent me into the world, I am sending them into the world. I love that it put the word just. Just as you have sent me into the world. And it emphasizes that God the Father is is sending us, because of Jesus' prayer, into the world just as he sent Jesus. We are not going in the world unarmed or unequipped or un, mm-hmm. you know, unprotected or un, you know, accompanied by the Holy Spirit. Or we're not going in the world any different than Jesus went into the world. And I think that's a big deal. That you know, I, I talk to people. So well, I'm just hoping that I get a little crack in the. You know, I live in the shed at the edge of heaven. I get in there. I just barely want to get in there. That's not the way God looks at it. God offers to us, um, as just as I was sent into the world, Jesus said, send them into the world. Mm. And that's, I don't know, that, was, that to me hit me as very powerful. Wow. You're, we're sent into the world just as Jesus was sent into the world. And, and when you look at it in many ways, you begin to see that. He, he, he lived and walked and died as a man. He experienced the power of God, but he did it through the person of the Holy Spirit. We know the Spirit descended on him uh, uh, when he was baptized. We know that, you know, the Spirit led him into the wilderness. We know that he had all this sort of inside information by the Holy Spirit living on the inside of him. And these are the same things that happen to us. We should, you know, have the Spirit of God leading us and guiding us. And, And I believe his desire is to do that in our lives. But uh, I don't know that we always, you know, always get that. But I just thought that stood out to me just as uh, was a pretty cool, very, very firm way of saying it in the New Living. That's that's really good. And I love because he follows up with the very next line is, and I give myself as a holy sacrifice for them so they can be made holy by your truth. And I love that picture because it's like, you know, we, we're, we're a storytelling culture, you know, really – or storytelling people, and you know, you put yourself in some different stories, especially guys like you're in the war movie, you're in the rescue mission. Yeah. You know, I want to tell you right now, right. If, if you're a Christian, if you're saved and you believe in Jesus Christ, you're on the rescue team. All right, you're Come part. On. You're part of the rescue mission for the captives right now yeah. that are being held by. You no, know, so I'm saying those you have given me. That means there's a them. All right. And our family, our eternity based family is some of them are still in them and we're part of God's rescue mission to go get them. We're not like Pastor was saying, we're not believers. It's like carrying our cross until we finally get home. Like we need to be proactive. And and I I like the way he puts it. And I give myself as a holy sacrifice. Like the devil would love for us to be so busy or so beat down are so distracted, are so uneducated. Paul's very clear. He's like unbelievers and the uneducated when it comes to, to the things of God. Like, don't be uneducated about who you are and what you're called to do because today God has an assignment for you. Mm, you know, today has, you are part of the mission of getting his son to people to set them free. That's uh, really good. You know, what's interesting here is Jesus is focused on the mission, but... It, and he, he prays, he does pray for himself. The first five verses are for himself. 
Then there's uh, six through 19 or four these disciples that are standing there. And then 20 through 26 are actually for us, for, you know, the church. I don't just pray for these alone, but also for those who will believe in me through their word. And that's what we're doing right now. This is John, on. one of the disciples, and we're believing through his word. And so Jesus is praying for us right now. What's interesting here, he isn't praying for the world. All right. You know, he yeah. God so loved the world that he gave oh, yeah, his only yeah. begotten yeah. son. No, yeah, he says he's that. praying he for the team. Okay. Yeah. He's praying for like, you know, yeah. the rescue team. Right. He's he this is a this is a huddle, so right. to speak, before the big play, the last play of the game, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And he is he is praying for the guys that are gonna go out there and do it, not necessarily for the people who are going to be reached by it, but they're obviously being prepared for a mission, right? You know, not just you know. Oh, well, I pray that you live in a nice house, right? And I pray that you know your car works great all the time, and those things are important. And God cares about your house yeah. and your car and all that. But we have a house and a car, so we can fulfill a mission. Come on, we have you know what we have has been given to us for a purpose yep. that we can fulfill things in life, and that's how people through the ages have done incredible generous things, you know, because they understood that their life was a mission and were able to do, you know, crazy things that people who were focused on, you know, on just a house or a car or live in life or, you know, the clothes they wear, or the phone they use would m- never do anything like that because they don't understand the mission and who they are and who they're called to reach. Yep. So I love I love that, Pastor David. It is really good. And we can get lost and we get distracted. All the things I said before, and a great way, a great way to get realigned is get in your word, read your word, not for an intention, but for a revelation of who Jesus is. Paul writes that in Ephesians 1 and Ephesians 3, that yes, if you need healing in your body, yeah, get in your word to get those scriptures in you and to stir your faith up for sure. But another great way is, man, take some time and pray in the Spirit. All right, get yourself back into that perfect will of God. Put your full trust, because here is Jesus praying for us, and the only other way we can get God to pray for us is to pray in the Spirit. That's good, Because man. That's really good. Man, and you might be like, well, I know what to pray. I don't need to do that. Don't forget, Israel thought they knew what they wanted, and they cried out for a king, and they got Saul, and they chose wrong. Ooh. So, man, I know I'm a father of, like, 800 kids. Like, I got four, really. Nancy, don't be mad at me. I have a beautiful wife, full-time ministry, all this other stuff. I know what it's like to be super busy, you know, and it's like you're, it's like you're always firing with live rounds. And that's why, in my life, I have to stop and let God pray oh for me. Oh, my gosh. Yes, you know? that's good. You know, uh, that, that whole picture, it goes with the other thing that's going on here. He said, where is this— uh, we see, they were yours, and you gave them to me, and they have mm. kept your word. Mm. Um, and now they have known that all things which you have given me are from God. That part where he started talking about the word, I thought, they have kept your word. The only way you can keep someone's word is if you know their word. Mm. And another reason why you've got to set aside, and we're, we're kind of preaching the choir, because if you're listening to Morning right. Breath, you're doing it, but... How valuable it is. Maybe you haven't been around in a while, and we don't judge you in that. We understand getting busy, and we've all we've all missed times we had set aside to pray, to read our Bibles, to 
you know, do whatever it was with the Lord, church, whatever it is, we've all done that. So we're not throwing rocks here, but we also have done the other side of it enough to know without it, I'm useless without it. Come I on. really don't have, I don't want to, I don't want to operate on fumes Oh, amen. for those of you that understand what I'm saying there. It's like when your gas tank is below E and the light's been on for a week and, and you know, you've got to rock the car back and forth to get it started to slosh the gas around that's left. That's what I mean by running on f- fumes. David said, my cup runneth over. Come on. And here's what I think God's perfect plan is. God's perfect plan is not that we minister out of our fumes, that little bit that's in us or that little bit that's left, but that we minister out of the overflow. David said, my cup runneth over. David had more than enough. God had blessed him incredibly. That's how your giving's supposed to be. That's how you're, Come on. you know, every part of your life, you're loving, you're caring, you're sharing the word means you should have enough of it in your life that it's overflowing. Come on. And the other side of that is the Bible says, going back to what you said, David, about the Holy Spirit is, out of our belly shall flow rivers Ooh. of living water. So out of the overflow is super important. That's so good. And I, I cannot get my head around this. So take the journey with me. The very last thing he says in the, the gospel from the disciple who Jesus loved the most is before we go into the crucifixion. At least that's what John said he loved him the most. <laughs> right, before we're, I mean, <laughs> like, this is the part of the movie where things are still good. Now, come come the next chapter, 18, in comes yeah. the, the trouble. He's walking mm-hmm. away from this like he put a big period. We yep. did it, guys. This is it. In Jesus' name, or, uh, you know, <laughs> and, and then boom. And he, this is what he says. I have revealed you to them, and I will continue to do so. And I love that, that if you are feeling distant from God, if you're feeling like you don't know who God is, that Jesus is still revealing God the Father to us today. He would then demonstrate the agape love on the cross. All right, he would he would demonstrate the perfect victory when the tomb was empty and the resurrection. So still, when you go into your word, you're like, well, how can Jesus reveal God to me today? Well, the word became flesh. Mm. You see, you have to get into your Bible. Then you have to have the Holy Spirit speaking in your heart as you read your Bible, and He will reveal the Father to you every day today, the same as he did when talking to these disciples, then your love for me will be in them and I will be in, in them. Mm. So, and that, and that's really, and a lot of people struggle with this, but what it really boils down to is when, uh, it is, uh, I, one of my favorite things when, when it, looking at this too, is like, when it says this in them, now this is super cheesy and I'm not trying to burn all our time, but when it's like, um, trying st- to save me because I was choking to death, <laughs> right? but go ahead. Uh, so a Star Wars reference here for all the fellow Star Wars nerds out there. All right. When Vader fights, Darth Vader fights Obi-Wan Kenobi for the final time. And he says the thing, he says, strike me down. You only make me stronger because he knows what's in him is greater than what's in the world. And same with us as believers. Hey, you know mm. what? That crowd might reject me. Strike That's me down because so cool. who's in me is greater than what's in this temporary place that we're in right now, you know? So. You know, you know what that reminds me of is uh, every great story has this kind of picture mm-hmm. in it, where you know the the best stories ever told, somebody's walking away knowing 
He's done it. Mm. And like at the uh, one of the things that bugged me was that movie uh, where the the big dude steals the rings. And, oh, oh, Infinity Wars. Yeah, Infinity Endgame. Wars, and it ends with everybody just oh. dead. You know, it's like, that was not good. Everybody's mad as a hornet. Wasn't that good? But nobody liked that all these good folks evaporated. Yeah. Everybody they knew evaporated, or, you know, one out of four, whatever yeah. it was, happened. You know, that is not a good ending. Right. But the ending where he is, he, he, Jesus is walking away to a betrayal and arrest in the garden. Wow. Knowing he took care wow. of his disciples. And even though it was going to be rocky and there was going to be some tribulation, he knew he had prepared them. And he knew that he was coming back to them in the person of the Holy Spirit mm. to hang out with them. He walked away into that garden, not nervous or fearful about what was going to happen to his disciples. He knew that he wasn't going to lose one because, except. The son of perdition. <laughs> that guy. Right. Yeah. Speaking of which, Nick, we're going to take a break. No, I'm just messing <laughs> with you, man. Nick's a great guy. We got to go. We'll be back and we'll talk a little bit more when we get back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. Need a fence professionally done the first time? Hercules and Atlas Fence, owned and operated by Mike Green, has been certified since 1960. No job is too big or too small. Hercules and Atlas Fence, 321-258-9853. Find them online at ineedafence.com. The New Thing Youth Church is a generation of students destined to change the world through God's power and love. If you're between 7th and 12th grade, join us every week for fun, relationships, and the Word of God. The New Thing Youth Church meets at the Parkway Worship Center every Tuesday night at 7 p.m. and Sunday night at Vieira High School at 6 p.m. Check out our TNT Youth Church app for more details. For over 30 years, Cabron Air Conditioning has proudly served the Space Coast area. Honest, professional, and reliable. Whether it's repairs, maintenance, or it's time to upgrade your old system, Cabron Air will take care of it. Their phone number is 321-784-0127. That's 321-784-0127. Or find them online at cabron.com. Customer satisfaction is their top priority. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. 
At East Coast Christian Academy, our mission is to create a space where children will thrive, and we believe they grow best in a safe, clean, Christ-centered environment. We're passionate about showing the love of Jesus to children in our community and helping them become everything God has called them to be. At East Coast Christian Academy, we are all about family. We work hard to foster a culture and environment of positive attitudes and teamwork, and we provide flexible schedule options for team members who have their own busy family lives. Do you have experience in early childhood educational environments in the heart for the next generation? If so, we have room on the team for you. Find out more about joining our academy team online at eccc.us slash academy or call us at 321 453 Kids. That's 321-453-5437. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. Verse 11 says, I am no longer in the world, but these are in the world. And I come to you, Holy Father, keep through your name those whom you have given me, that they may be one as we are one. And I love that word, keep there, uh, protect. There's a lot of ways you could look at that, but when you keep something, I have some keepsakes. That's the way the word is, is used, not like, well, just keep them. You know, here's five bucks, keep it. No, here's my, you know, my trophy from whatever, keep it for me, would you? Here's a, let's take it way up there. Here's my medal I won while I was in the service. Would you keep it for me? You know, I'm going to go do this. Here are the keys to my house. Keep them for me. He's not, he's not keeping us like, oh, yeah, sort of casual keep. It's the keep where you know something's precious, mm-hmm. something's valuable, something is dear to them. And you want to make sure that when they come back, you can hand it back to them at least as good as you got it. Mm -hmm. And in some cases, you'd think, I know a guy who kept a car for somebody. And what did he do? He redid the car. He had the car painted. He had the, you know, new tires put on it. He had a bunch of stuff done to it. So when they got back from the mission field, they saw their car and went, oh, my gosh. You know, they really kept it for him. And that's the way God wants to keep you because he loves you so much, because Jesus loves you so much. And uh, we, we love you too. Isn't that right, Pastor Dave? Amen. Amen. <laughs> we hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.